Broadcasting live from the KVXL studios at Liberty Baptist Church in Las Vegas. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. The Frittle Show with Crystal Heath. I've said that we must be cautious in claiming God is on our side. I think the real question we must answer is, are we on his side? Faith, family, freedom. For me, it's very simple. I think we've got to... We've got to get the country back on the right track with the most inspiring agenda. A voice in the desert. Now, here's Crystal Heath. And hello, Las Vegas. You're listening to The Fertile Show on KVXL 101.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio here in Las Vegas. The Washington Post is reporting that shots were fired Wednesday morning outside the Rayburn building on the grounds of the U.S. Capitol after someone tried to ram a police cruiser. The incident started at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time when calls came in for shots fired. A D.C. police spokesperson said someone in a vehicle tried to ram a U.S. Capitol Police cruiser. Officers with the U.S. Capitol Police pursued the person on foot. By 9.45 a.m. Eastern Time, the suspect was caught and in police custody. The police spokesperson said no one was struck by the bullets. It was not immediately clear who fired the shots, but what's being reported... Uh, is that shots were fired by the police after the driver hit a police car um, and was attempting... The suspect was apparently trying to drive into a police cruiser and attempting to hit police officers uh, using his vehicle as a weapon. Police fired shots, and uh, the suspect is now in custody. That is all that we know as of the recording of the show this morning. For those of you listening to the evening hour, I'm sure things are much more clear and this may seem outdated to you. But if you are listening live to our 7 a.m. Pacific time hour, this is uh, news that is unfolding as we speak. So if there are any updates, I will bring those to you. But currently it looks like um, all is well there. No one was injured. Suspect is in custody and things are good to go in the Capitol today. All right, so let's dive right in here. A one-page bill to repeal Obamacare has been presented by Representative Mo Brooks. No, forgive me, it's a two-page document. Mo Brooks is an Alabama congressman, and he has filed his bill with the U.S. House of Representatives to repeal Obamacare. He introduced the bill last Friday. This is from... Alabama.com. It's actually AL.com, which is the abbreviation for Alabama. This act may be cited as the Obamacare Repeal Act, the bill states, and the bill uses just one sentence to do it. Effective as of December 31st, 2017, the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act is repealed, and the provisions of law amended or repealed by such act are restored or revived as if such act had not been enacted, the bill states. And that's it. One Sentence. Another bill signed into law by former President Barack Obama, the Health Care and Education Reconciliation Act of 2010, would also be repealed under Brooks' bill. The health care aspect of the law is also considered a part of Obamacare. In a statement on Friday announcing he would oppose the Republican health care plan, which was eventually pulled from a vote because of a lack of support, Brooks said he had plans to introduce the bill to repeal Obamacare. Brooks challenged his fellow lawmakers in Washington, D.C. to sign the discharge petition that would bring the bill out of committee where it otherwise could be left to die. Brooks' bill has no co-sponsors at this point, which, by the way, that's 
not good. That means it's probably not going anywhere. If the American people want to repeal Obamacare, this is their last best chance during the 15th Congress. Those congressmen who are sincere about repealing Obamacare may prove it by signing the discharge petition. All right, so you're going to have, well, you do have, you have people who are like, well, it's just, it's too complicated. Now that Obamacare is enacted, we can't just, we can't just repeal it. That won't work. We can't just repeal Obamacare. It doesn't work that way. Okay. Then what exactly has the House been doing the last six, seven years? All those repeal bills. Every single House session has repealed Obamacare. But now, all of a sudden, oh, that just, it won't work. It's too complicated. We can't just repeal it. So, so then what were you doing? You were purposefully passing legislation you knew didn't work because you just didn't care? Or, or I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why last year, the year before that, the year before that, the year before that, and the year before that, we could repeal Obamacare, and it wasn't a problem for the House. We could do it. And we, and we did it over and over and over and over again. But now that we actually have Republicans in control, in control of the House and the Senate, and we have someone sitting in the Oval Office who is also has a R after their name, now it's just too complicated. You can't just repeal Obamacare. That's not how it works. What changed? That's the part that confuses me because I, I get what people are saying. Well, you, you can't just repeal Obamacare. There's all these people that are on Obamacare. We have to figure out what to do. Okay. But why is it different now? What changed? I'm still looking for a good answer to that question. If you know the answer to that question, I'm serious. I want to know. I want to know what changed. Why were the repeal bills that we've passed essentially almost every year of Obama's presidency post the Affordable Care Act being signed into law, why is every one of those repeal bills that we pass through the House no longer capable of doing a, doing the job? I don't get it. So if you know the answer, send it to me on Facebook or Twitter, at The Friddle, and I might even, I'll read your replies on air. Let me know. Tell me why it doesn't work now. And let's face it, for those that are mad at the Freedom Caucus for not supporting the bill the Republicans put forth, they were doing exactly what they were elected to do. People elected the members of the Freedom Caucus because they knew they would stand up to garbage legislation and, quite frankly, what was presented, the GOP replacement plan was not a good replacement plan. And the Freedom Caucus said that they would repeal the bill. It was Trump who said he would repeal and replace it. And frankly, that's where the trouble lies. Not in the repeal, but in the replacing. And this just, it wasn't good legislation. You say, well, you can, yes, it was. It's a step in the right direction. Was it really? Was it really? Texas Public Policy Foundation put out a side-by-side comparison chart of Obamacare versus the GOP replacement proposal. Refundable tax credit credit entitlement is in both Obamacare and in the GOP proposal. I can give you the pages if you want. In Obamacare, it's section 1401, page 129. and the GOP proposal, it's on page 23 of the Ways and Means Bill. 
raid Medicare to pay for new entitlements. This is in both Obamacare and in the GOP proposal. Allow illegal aliens to receive new entitlements. That was in both Obamacare and in the GOP proposal. Federal bailouts for health insurers in both Obamacare and in the GOP proposal. Medicaid expansion. You will find in both Obamacare and in the GOP, quote, reform proposal. Pre-existing conditions covered by both Obamacare and the GOP proposal. Insurance exchanges in Obamacare kept in the GOP proposal. The 26-year-old mandate in Obamacare, it is kept in the GOP proposal. Essential health benefits in Obamacare retained in the GOP proposal. Medical loss ratios in Obamacare retained in the GOP proposal. Annual and lifetime limits in Obamacare retained in the GOP proposal. And the prevention and contraceptive mandate, which so many conservatives had a problem with it being in Obamacare, it is retained in the GOP proposal. So before we fuss about the Freedom Caucus opposing the GOP's proposal, we need to understand that the GOP proposal kept much of what conservatives said they did not like about Obamacare. In fact, it kept most of it. So if the Freedom Caucus members, you are proud of them for opposing Obamacare and voting to repeal it over and over and over again, you can't be mad at them if they vote against the GOP proposal, which keeps most of the same problems intact. It just wasn't, just wasn't a good bill. So it, it needs to be fixed. It needs to be fixed before we move forward. Okay, let's see. There's so many things we could talk about today. Um, I'm really i I knew where I wanted to go, but now I'm not sure I want to go there. Let's um. Let's talk about the Raiders, because the Raiders are coming to Las Vegas, and there is big news today. Well, actually, it's news from yesterday, but it didn't happen until after the show had already gone down. And it's not that the Raiders are coming. Yes, yes, we knew that yesterday morning. But the Raiders have now opened up a season ticket waiting list. Here's how it works. If you are in Las Vegas, or actually if you are anywhere, there are no restrictions to getting on the list uh, based on your geographic location. If you would like to get on a list to have a shot at getting season tickets for the Raiders when they come to Las Vegas, you are now able to do that. Here's how it works. It's uh, it's lasvegasstadium.raiders.com, and uh, the Raiders have put up this little website, which is actually a pretty sweet little website, that talks about this. So what you can do is you can place a $100 deposit to reserve your spot in line. It's a refundable deposit. Basically what happens is they don't want just everybody signing up because if everyone could sign up and there was no deposit or anything of any kind required, then the whole world 
well, not the whole world. Obviously, that's an exaggeration. But many, 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 many people would put their names on this list. So what they're doing is they're saying, okay, you you give us a $100 refundable deposit. That $100 reserves you a spot on the list to have an opportunity to purchase season tickets when the details have been worked out for the stadium, for prices for the tickets, and things like this. So, um, you can't actually buy season tickets right now. Basically, what you're doing is buying yourself an opportunity to have a shot at season tickets. But, it's refundable. So, essentially, if you don't get those tickets, you get your $100 back. If you do get the tickets, then your deposit will be applied towards your season ticket purchase. So, it's the $100 isn't wasted, but... It is possible, and I would even argue likely, that you're going to put out this $100 and you're not going to see it for one to two years. Now, you're going to get information more regularly from the Raiders as it becomes available, but I don't think that the the tickets will be available for purchase for some time because the Raiders aren't actually coming until 20, uh, 2020. You can sign up for information without placing a $100 deposit, but you have to place the deposit in order to have an opportunity to purchase season tickets when they decide to release those. And you say, well, does that guarantee me the opportunity? Here's what, the, here's what this website says. It says, those who place a Las Vegas stadium deposit will be offered the opportunity to purchase Raiders season tickets based on the deposit sale and seat selection process administered by the Raiders. So I would say the answer to that question is probably no. It doesn't guarantee you the opportunity to buy them, but it gives you a really good chance. So just because you put down the $100 deposit doesn't mean that you're definitely going to get a shot at getting these tickets, but you have no shot if you don't. Does that make sense? Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. But you can head over to RaidersWire.com. They've got information up about this process. Or again, if you are interested, you should visit lasvegasstadium.raiders.com. I'm I'm guessing they're they're not issuing a lot of information and they can't because then it would be a it would be a media frenzy and public free for all. But I'm guessing that the order in which the deposits are received is the order in which people will be given the opportunity to get tickets. And this has been up now uh, if you're listening to the morning show for uh, almost twenty four hours. So my suggestion would be to get on this ASAP. And I actually talked to someone from Raiders Ticket Sales yesterday um, who told me they they expect it to... Well, they don't expect the deposits to be something that's going to be available for forever. So again, uh, when I talked to them, and I talked to them almost immediately after this website went live, uh, they had said, do this, do it, do it right now. Do it immediately if you want a shot at tickets. So I would strongly suggest if you want, if you have any desire whatsoever of getting Raiders tickets, even if you're like, oh, I'm not really sure, if you have any desire whatsoever, you need to go and place a deposit because that is the only way you will have a shot at season tickets. Why would you want season tickets? Because the Broncos come to town. I don't know another way. I don't, I don't know how to explain this to you guys. 
other teams besides the Raiders will come. So even if you're not a Raiders fan, you can still get tickets. And then you can share them with your family, with your friends. I guarantee you there's going to be a whole, whole lot of Raiders fans in Las Vegas real soon. You, you, I, I don't know if you've noticed it, but I've noticed it every time. Every time I go out shopping, it seems like the number of Raiders fans in Las Vegas is increasing. It's like a slow upward tick, but it's about to skyrocket, especially if the Raiders do well uh, next season. So, lasvegasstadium.raiders.com. If you want a chance at season tickets, you need to go place a deposit uh, to be able to get on that list. All right, let's play a song. We'll be back in just a few minutes, and I'm going to tell you about how God did something really cool and answered a prayer request for me uh, this past week. So here is uh, Christian Stanfield with Even So Come. All right, welcome back. You're listening to The Frittle Show on KVXL 101.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio here in Las Vegas. It's story time. Are you ready for a story? Here's the story. So I uh, I don't go out to, to eat a whole lot during the week. I'll usually go out on Saturday for lunch after, uh, depending on what's going on and if, I, if I've already expended my out-to-eat budget. <laughs> I usually will, maybe, maybe twice, one to two times, I'll go out for lunch during the week. Maybe. So it's, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a regular thing. And when it is, you know, I'll spend all of like three to five dollars. Um, so, so it's, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an encouraging part of my day when I do, do choose that today when I leave for lunch, I'm going to go and get food. Because generally, if I go, if I leave the office for lunch, it's because I need to go to the bank or I need to run to Walmart and pick something up or, or whatever else. Very rarely do I take my lunch and actually go and eat food. So when I leave and I don't have any any chores that I need to do during my lunch hour, I'll go and I'll, I'll get food. So last week I was about to go and bear with me. Yeah, I, I know I'm talking about food. It gets better. Just hang on. Some days you just need in and out in your life. I don't know what it is, but every once in a while it just happens where you just know you need in and out in your life. Parents, this is a real thing. When your kids say, Mom, I really just need in and out, that's a legitimate concern that you should consider because I've experienced that in my own life as an adult. (laughs) I'm sorry for all the problems I just made for all you parents. So last week I was like, all right. I just need in and out today. Now, granted, this is not an actual legitimate need, but it was a great desire of my of my heart. And so I thought, you know what? I haven't gone out at all this week. I can go to in and out. Plus, because I have a Bank of America uh, credit card, which you should pay off every month if you have one, they'll give you, uh, I don't remember if it's once every month or if it's every two months three months I don't remember but you can sign up for their cash back deals and they have a cash back deal here in Las Vegas where uh, if you go to in and out I believe it's any purchase if you use your Bank of America card for any purchase whatsoever at in and out as long as you sign up for the cash back deal you get $2.50 back so you're basically going for free if you just get a cheeseburger so uh, whenever that deal comes that's when usually when I'll go 
In fact, it may have actually been, that deal may have been expiring. That may have been when I went. I don't remember. Anyway, so I go. As I am, you know how you, you drive out of church and then you got to go over the overpass and then uh, and then over to In-N-Out? Well, I get to the overpass and realize my car cannot drive like normal. Like, it's not going. I have no pickup. Like, I can drive in first gear and it isn't, it isn't, uh, the RPMs aren't going crazy when I'm trying to get in a second. It's not like grinding. It's not making noises. It's just like total lack of power trying to get into second gear to get over this hill. I just can't do it. I'm like, oh snap, this is not good. So I was like, okay, we'll just we'll go very slowly over the hill because this isn't good, but I'm, you know that road, you can't just like stop and I'm in the left lane because I'm going to be turning in and out. So there's nowhere I can't cross over because everybody's crazy trying to get on the highway on the other side. So, so as I pull into in and out, ding, the check engine light comes on. I was like, oh no. No, no. <sighs> so I called my dad. He's like, take it back to church and park it. And I said, okay. But can I get in and out on my way? And he said I could. So I got, uh, I did get my burger. And then I drove very slowly back to church and parked it. Well, it was something transmission related this much we knew. So... As I And I always call my dad when it comes to car issues, and you say, well, why do you call your dad? He's in Pennsylvania. There's nothing he can do. Well, my dad is brilliant when it comes to car issues. He knows what they are. He's actually brilliant on pretty much everything. But uh, I always call him, one, because he usually has a pretty good idea of what's going on if I can... Do if I could make the noises the car is making and tell him what it's doing, he usually has a fairly good idea. And because I'm, I'm, I'm a girl, and I live alone in the desert. So, yes, I'm going to call my dad because he is still, in my opinion, my my first level of authority. So if I have a problem, if I have a need, if something's going on, he's the one that God has put right over top of me. So I called dad. He's like, all right, you got to take it into a shop. And I was like, well, I, there's this place that some friends of mine recommend where I could take it or... I can Google someplace and see who has the best Yelp reviews and take it there. And my dad's like, oh, I'm really not comfortable with you going to people we don't know. And I was like, I know, but the only people that I know, they can't do anything with it right now. They're, they're not available. Um, and they recommend this person. And my dad had been to this person because he'd worked on some issues with my car once when he was out here a few years ago. And he'd gone to this one mechanic that people had recommended. And he was like, I just really, I don't... I don't really like that guy. I don't think that he is fair, and I, I, I would prefer you not to go there. And I said, okay, um, then do you want me to just Google who people have reviewed nicely on Yelp or something? Or, like, I, I don't know how else to determine a good mechanic, because everyone that, that I have asked is saying go to this guy, um, or, there's, or there's Google. So he was like, you know what, yeah, I guess just take it to that guy because I'd rather have you go to that guy that people know and recommend than just pick one out of thin air based on what strangers say online. It's like, okay. So we took it down to this to this mechanic. Leave it there. Come back to work. He calls me up. He's like, well, it is something transmission related, but it's beyond what we can do here. 
My guess is that you're going to need a brand new transmission or the entire thing rebuilt, and you're looking at probably about $4,500. Now again, if you were listening to the beginning of the story, <laughs> I, 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 I only go out for lunch once or twice a week, and when I do, I spend 3 to $5. When I go to the grocery store and I know, okay, I'm going to go here and I'm going to spend $20 and the register rings up as like 26 I feel like I have failed, okay? So when someone says to me, we believe this is going to cost approximately $4,500, that just kind of deflates the whole day. Like, <laughs> that's just like a crushing blow to, to, to the spirit, if you will. So I was just like... Oh, that's just not not good. That's not good at all. So that's, that's pretty sad. I'm not going to lie. One, because I love my car. And two, because really wasn't prepared for a $4,500 car repair. I mean, yeah, I have emergency funds, but I didn't want to clear out, you know. Anyway, we don't need to get into that. So I, I called my dad. I'm like, this is what he said. He said they can't do it, but he recommends go to this person. And my dad was like, that does not sound right. Because my dad had told me what he thought it was with the transmission. And what this mechanic was saying did not line up with what my dad thought it was. And he was like, that doesn't sound right. I, I told you I don't really like him. I don't know if I would trust him. I don't know if I would go to the transmission guy that he is suggesting. And I, it should not cost that much. And I don't even think he's accurate. And so we went through the whole thing again. I was like, well... I can, I can either go to the guy that he recommends, and he's the guy that all my friends are saying to go to, or I can look somebody up online and see what people say is a good place to get your transmission fixed. Dad was like, no, no, you know, I'd rather have you go to the place where people from church recommend, even if it's going to cost more, even though I'm, I wish it wasn't, than just have you go off of what some strangers say online. So I was like, okay. He's like, so get a tow truck and have it towed over there. So I was like, okay. So I have to go back down to the mechanic shop and uh, and wait for the tow truck. So I have AAA, so it's not a huge deal to get it towed. It was going to be like 10 miles, so it was going to cost me more. It was going to cost me. It wasn't going to be free, but, you know, it's better than driving on a on a damaged transmission. So, you know, you call the tow truck, and they always ask you, you know, are you, do you have four-wheel drive? Is this a transmission issue? Like, a bunch of different things so they know whether they're supposed to send out a flatbed or whether they can just send a, a normal tow truck. So I give them all the information. My car is four-wheel drive, and it is having a transmission problem, so it, it needs a flatbed. So, Okay. So the tow truck will be there in 20 minutes. You need to make sure you're there or the tow truck driver will only wait five minutes and then they'll leave. So I'm scrambling to get down to this place. I finally get there and I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I ended up waiting for about an hour for this tow truck. Actually, it was probably like 45 minutes. Probably waited about 45 minutes for this tow truck. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm spending some time with Jesus. You know how when things are not going as you anticipated, you spend more time with Jesus than you might have otherwise? Well, I'm spending some time with Jesus, and I got a whole lot of time because I'm waiting for this tow truck. And uh, I have had a, uh, a, a, what is it? I think it's a bushing that's going bad in one of my tires, but we're not sure which one it is yet, so we're waiting until it gets a little bit worse. And I knew, I have a general idea of what that's going to cost, and my car needs new tires. So I have, um, I had had $1,220 set aside to take care of other car issues that I was anticipating needing to cover sometime this summer slash fall. 
So I'm praying, and I was like, God, he is saying this is going to be $4,500. I was like, I don't really have $4,500. I mean, I could make myself have $4,500, but I don't really want to be broke for the foreseeable future. So what I have for car repairs is $1,220. So somehow, some way, I pray that this repair would not be more than $1,220. So that's, that's what I was praying. I was praying a lot of things, actually. But that was, that was the part of the story that you, you need to know about. So I wait for 45 minutes. This tow truck finally comes, and uh, these two guys jump out, and, and they look at me, and they're like, oh, no. I was like, oh, no? What's, what's the oh, no? I've been waiting. It's great that you're here. Let's go. And he's like, well, actually, we can't tow you because... Your, is your car four-wheel drive? And I was like, yes. And they're like, is it having a transmission issue? I said, yes. They're like, oh, we're not allowed to tow you. You need a flatbed. And in my in my human, sinfully inclined brain, I was thinking, well, morons, I know I need a flatbed. This is what I explained to your dispatcher, uh, who I spoke to over 45 minutes ago, and you are 25 minutes late, so you better be doing something about this. But that is not what I said because the Holy Spirit lives within me and he would not let me say that. Instead, I said something nice along the lines of, oh, okay, well, how long will it take for that to get here? And they said, well, it's probably going to be about an hour. So we suggest that you call them if they're not here in an hour and get moved up on the list. And again, my 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 evil, wicked heart had many things that it wanted to say in that moment, but... I rejected those thoughts and instead said, okay, well, thank you. I know it's not your fault. I appreciate your help, and I'll just wait for the flatbed. And they left. So, actually, I think I gave them a track, and then they left. Maybe even give them both one. I don't remember. Anyway, uh, one of the nice things about Vegas is that you could turn pretty much any direction, throw a rock, and hit a hit a hit a hotel or a casino or, or something is going on. I'm not recommending that you throw rocks at anything, by the way. It's just a figure of speech. So sure enough, there was a uh, there was a hotel with a theater and a bunch of different stuff across the street. So I, I was like, well, I've got an hour to kill. I'll go over there. So I go over there, wander around a little bit, and AAA has this cool little app where you can watch where you're. Uh, tow truck is at and how soon it's going to get to you and I noticed it was getting closer and closer and closer and closer and um, but there was all kinds of traffic because now we're getting close to 5 o'clock and they've, there's rush hour downtown and everything so it's like oh this is this is not good so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie I was starting to get a little bit frustrated starting to get a little bit irritable I was like Lord isn't it enough that my car is broken now, now I have to lose hours of my day getting it fixed like as if taking my money wasn't enough now they're going to take my time and so I was I was getting a little bit little bit unhappy but trying to maintain a positive outlook on life and once you know the flatbed truck gets there in half an hour half the time they said it was going to take so I, I go back over and it's this older guy doesn't look like a tow truck driver, doesn't look like he should be driving at all, quite frankly, but really nice older gentleman. And he walks over to my car and he says, is this a 2007 Dodge Nitro? And I I said, yes, yes it is. 
And he said, and you're having a transmission problem? And I said, yep, I'm having a transmission problem. He's like, does it make this noise? And I said, yeah, that's exactly what it does. He's like, but it'll go in first gear, and then it just seems like it's not getting any power in a second, but it's not, like, grinding, it's not making noise, the RPMs aren't going crazy, it's just doing this. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what it's doing. He's like, and did the mechanic tell you that you're going to need a new transmission? And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's what he said. He's like, well, he's like, and where, where are you wanting me to take this? And so I told him, the guy that was recommending, he's like, well, I can do that for you. But my wife has this exact same car. He's like, except hers is silver and yours is red. But other than that, it's the exact same car. And hers was doing the exact same thing that you're saying that yours is doing. And we took it to a mechanic and they told us we need a whole new transmission. But I have a friend who used to work at the Dodge dealership and now he works at this AAA shop. And we took it to him instead and he did it for, he fixed it. It wasn't the whole transmission, it was just a piece, and he fixed it for less than half of what they said it was going to cost us for a whole new transmission. He's like, so you can do whatever you want and I'll tow it anywhere you want to go, but I would highly recommend that you take it to this guy instead. And in that moment, I felt so small for having been frustrated with God for making me wait for a second tow truck. Because I called up my dad and I was like, this is what this guy is saying. My dad said, I think that he is an answer to prayer because I have been praying that somebody would come along and know what this was and have a shop that would work with you on this. And what this tow truck driver was saying it was was exactly what my dad thought it was. So we rerouted. The tow truck driver took me to this shop and uh, it took about three days for them to diagnose it, but what they actually did was they brought over a, a tool from the Dodge dealership to a to a, to a sh- normal shop, and I essentially got Dodge dealership level service from a Dodge dealership mechanic in a regular shop for <laughs> much less money, and he was fantastic. His name is Mike. If you need a good mechanic and you have a Dodge, I'd highly recommend him and I can get you his information. But he was amazing. He talked to my dad on the phone. My dad talked to him on the phone. They worked it through. And instead of me needing a whole new transmission, what had happened was my transmission harness had uh, had broken or something. I, I, don't know, I don't know all the technical terms, but something had happened where something had broken with the harness and it had rubbed through and shorted out the module in the transmission. So all he had to do was replace the module and uh, and fix that harness. And then as long as it was there and because he seemed trustworthy, we had him do a couple other things that needed to be done and he flushed the transmission fluid and then he called me up I think it was yesterday. Was it yesterday that I got my car back? No, it was Monday night. So he called me on Monday, and he was like, all right, I did all this stuff. I finished it. It's like going to be good to go tonight. He's like, you'll be done by 6. Um, and I was like, okay, awesome. What's the what's the total cost going to be? And he was like, total cost, everything, taxes, um, after your discount, because if you take it to AAA shop and you're a AAA member, you get a, you get a discount. He's like, after all this stuff, it's going to be... $1,221. Now, granted, $1,221 is a lot of money, but when you're told that it's going to be $4,500, and you ask God 
for it to be $1,220. And then they fix the problem and do some other stuff that wasn't even part of the problem. And the whole bill is $1,221. I call that pretty amazing. And I just rejoiced and I thank God. And I wanted to tell you that story because it may not seem like a lot. And sometimes I think, you know, we, we see pictures of, of starving children in Africa and, and earthquakes and, and there's all this, all these horrible things happening in the world. And we think, well, that's where, that's where people need help. This is what I should be praying for. This is where God's attention need to be. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't pray for people like that and that we shouldn't help people like that. Uh, I, I support orphans in, in Sierra Leone and, and I'm, I'm all about that. But sometimes we forget that that God isn't just worried about starving orphans in Africa. God cares about us and what we're going through on a daily basis. And we need to not be afraid or, or just think that we can't go to him with anything and everything. And we need to pray and we need to pray specifically. We need to ask God for specific things. I ask God specifically for the bill to fix my whole car to be $1,220. And my bill was $1,221. Now, granted, I give him the dollar, okay? okay? To me, that was a huge answer to prayer. God just saved me $3,300. To me, that's a really big deal. And I believe that God wanted to be part of that and that God wanted to show himself strong on my behalf and that he wanted me to ask for that. I'm so glad I did. I love when God saves me money or when he does anything for me. But I just wanted to encourage you today, don't be afraid to ask God for things that you need, even things that you want. And don't hesitate to ask him for specific, specific things. Take time today to pray. Take time to spend time with God. Make that time. You will never, ever regret time spent with God. You will regret time that you don't spend with God, but you will never regret time that you spend with God. And Satan will do everything he can. Well, probably not everything he can, but let me put it this way. Satan doesn't like it when you spend time with God. And there will always be something else that you could do instead. There will always be something else that you can do instead of praying or reading your Bible or, or, or doing a devotional study or, or however you do devotions, there will always be something else you could do instead. But don't let anything take away your time with God because that time is precious. That time is the most important time in your day. And if you don't guard it, if you don't fight for it, if you don't choose to make it happen, then it it just won't because life will start happening all around you and your day will be gone before you know it. So you have to guard that time. Make time to ask God to intervene for things that you need, for things that you want for your family. And yes, for, for, for orphans in Africa and earthquake victims and everything. Make time to make God a real integral part of your life today. Let him show himself strong on your behalf. Don't be afraid to ask him for specific things in your life. And that is all the time that we have left for today. 
tomorrow's show, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into a. There is a whole lot happening in the news that I didn't get into today because I really wanted to share uh, that story with you and I didn't get to it yesterday. So uh, we'll get into a lot more of the news and headlines tomorrow. Uh, And then, of course, Friday is coming, which means we're going to give things away and just have a, a fun time together. I hope you'll join us for church tonight, 7 p.m. here at Liberty. We're located at 6501 West Lake Mead Boulevard. We're on the corner of Rainbow and Lake Mead. You can join us again. It's 7 o'clock. We've got a Awana tonight for the kids and uh, in services as well as discipleship. So if you're doing discipleship, don't forget to bring your continue book with you this evening. Uh, also, if you are not in Las Vegas, you can still be part of our service. You can stream us online. Go to our website, experienceliberty.com, and just click on the media link, or or you can go to Facebook. If you like our church web, or not our church website, like our church Facebook page at Liberty Baptist Church of Las Vegas, we uh, Facebook Live our services so you can watch them there as well. Uh, for those of you who are interested in helping with our outreach to the Cornerstone Crossing community, that is the uh, apartment complex just down the road from us where we do Bible clubs. They had the, uh, the three-alarm fire that burnt down one of their buildings. Uh, there were 15 families affected by that fire. It was a 16-unit building. Uh, 15 families living, or 15 units rather, were occupied with 15 families were affected. About 40 people. Their main need right now is clothing. So we are collecting clothing uh, today and tomorrow. Uh, If you could get that to us by uh, no later than tomorrow afternoon, if you have clothing that you would like to contribute, uh, we'll be taking that over there tomorrow. So uh, you can just drop anything off that you might have in the church office, and uh, we'll be we'll be gathering that. And thank you so much to everyone who has asked about that and who is helping that community. We do appreciate it. This Saturday morning is our family soul winning, and you can come out. There's many ways that you can be involved. You can stuff Easter eggs for our Easter outreaches. You can uh, come with us to Bible Club. And you can have a great breakfast. You can go door knocking. There's all kinds of different opportunities. So be sure to mark your calendars for that this Saturday morning. Hope you have a fantastic day and hope you will join us again tomorrow. Same time, same place here on KVXL 101.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio in Las Vegas. This is Steve Green with Find Us Faithful.